The issues discussed on the Roll Call Room podcast do not reflect the opinions of any specific agency and are the views of the host or guest only. Any persons discussed may be fictional for comedic purposes. This podcast is rated explicit and listener discretion is advised. from a lot of people that struggle with all these things they're caught they're drowning they're folding under the weight of pain and suffering and misery and they ask me what I think but what I think is that you are better than that you are better and you can triumph over these dark forces you can become better you can be better but it takes courage and it's hard but what is the other choice what else can we do let the darkness completely consume us no do not accept that Remember what human beings are capable of suffering through and remember that even in those situations where everything seems to be taken away, when you seem to have no choice at all in the world, remember that you can still choose how you react to the things around you. You can still choose your attitude our choice and we are responsible we are responsible to be strong instead of weak to become what we want to become not what we let ourselves become we own the course you control the narrative you write the story that you want to write and make your actions nothing short of heroic as long as you don't surrender as long as you don't give up as long as you don't quit you are not defeated unless you're dead you are not defeated and you have not failed what you've done is you've learned you've gained experience and you're still alive and you have memories to make so get up and go get after it Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Roll Call Room podcast. 
And now your host, Nick and Mike. Hey folks, welcome to an episode of the Roll Call Room uh, remotely. Mike and I are practicing social distancing for the first time in the history of Roll Call. Uh, we are remotely doing an episode. We're super excited about it that we are following uh, the president and uh, the outstanding governor of the Commonwealth um, and his outstanding leadership. He is stoic. What the fuck, Mike? He's horrible, dude. Why? Who closes the schools? Is he serious? Yeah, dude, he reassess every 30 days, dickhead. You close the <laughs> entire school year? Are you yeah. fucking kidding me? I have I five kids, bro. <laughs> he, better, he better start boosting mental health facilities because I'm going to need it here in a couple days. My poor, <laughs> my poor wife. My poor fucking wife. Oh, my gosh. Holy. Dude, who does that? You know what I mean? I'll be honest with you. When 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 he made the announcement that he was closing all school, schools in Virginia, the first person I thought of was you, and I felt like I needed to drive over to your house and take all of your weapons from you because <laughs> I knew that wasn't going to go over very well, bro. I knew uh, it go over very well. So uh, I will say this: we may or may not have a fight club in our house. With between our kids and <laughs> my wife's like first rule fight club you know <laughs> oh it's so true man our kids are like at each other's throats every single Already? day it's ridiculous oh yeah oh yeah they're fighting over toys they're fighting over snacks they're fighting over, i mean and it's not like we don't have enough of both they're just they're just kids and they're well, boys i, I got four fun- boys and what's funny is, is we're doing audio, but I can see you, you can see me, and I can see in the background mounds of fucking toys in the background. Oh, yeah. And and these kids, like, there's a basketball game thing in the background. Like, that shit would keep my kids busy for months. But I have teenagers, and, like, both of them want to, like, go to the mall. They want to go. They want to do exactly what you shouldn't be doing during this like self-quarantining which is is they want you to they want to go do social shit and you can't you have to stay home and netflix by the way you're not updating shit fast enough like oh yeah and enough with this with these epidemic movies stop stop we're not even close we're not even close to that and you know i i got a yard i got a decent sized yard i have a trampoline i have a swing set like a whole playground and my kids still want to play with the neighborhood kids it's like get the fuck away from them you know some people aren't taking it seriously you know what i mean um you know and that's the problem people are like even at work you know i work you know i don't even want to compare it to ground zero because it's not the same but like you know quarantine zero and people are like be bombing around like going to shop like what the fuck are you doing you know first of all dickhead you're high risk get your ass in the house yes you know (laughs) what are you doing get in the house People yeah, I was taking it serious, you know. No, nah, I worked this weekend, and um, same thing. Like, uh, you know, um, people are walking around like like it's summertime. Like, it's just this is just lackadaisical, like just time off from work and shit. 
and the places that I feel bad for are are the restaurants, the small businesses. Like they are, they are dying out right, out there. Like one of my assignments, uh, I'm sorry, um, I got an email. I got an email from an officer where one of their assignments was to drive around the bar district and ensure that there were not more than 10 patrons in each bar. And if there were, uh, that officer had to report back to their supervisor to report back to the health department to come and shut them down, to shut them down. Mike. And this officer drove around and there was not one bar that had more than two patrons in there. Two. Wow. Wow. And how long do you think they're going to be able to survive for? They're not. I mean, that's huge to. for our jurisdiction, which we have a ma- massive bar district. Um, well, the person who sent me the email, um, same <laughs> thing. Our district is really, really big. Like, it's hopping. Like, it's kind of like, um, is it Louisiana? Especially this time of year. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the weather has been fantastic in that person's jurisdiction. Um, you know, it's been in the upper sixties, low seventies. Um, you know, it's been, it's been great. And, you know, I I think the other thing is, um, I think jurisdictions like police departments need to start thinking about, I know in our surrounding jurisdictions, they have limited the calls for service. If you're not dying or bleeding, or it's an absolute necessity, you know, where you need police assistance, we're not, they're not coming out, but there are other jurisdictions that are not doing that that are still answering noise violations, dog barking complaints, uh, you know, uh, uh, property crimes, uh, stuff that like, you know, they just want police reports for insurance purposes and all this other shit. And they just want to talk to an officer. Yeah. And you're, and you're putting those officers, you're putting those first responders um, at risk, uh, especially when you're not giving them the proper equipment to be around the public. You know, masks, gloves, and then you have some jurisdictions that are turning around and saying that you shouldn't be wearing a mask in public when you're dealing with the public. You're scaring them. Uh, yeah, yeah. But you know, they sneeze in. It's okay for me to be a petri dish. It's yeah. okay for me to fucking take this shit home. <laughs> you know, like, and you know, some of our kids are at at risk kids at home, mm-hmm. and yeah. I got to worry about what I'm bringing home. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't going to say that. Um, you no, I mean, it, it, yeah, I, I mean, I, I just, um, you know, I have a my my son is high risk, and um, you know, those were some of the concerns that I brought up. Like, what kind of things are we going to have in place to protect our family? Because as first responders, we pretty much take a risk that, yeah, we might get this thing. Who knows if we get this thing? But the problem is the, inti- I guess, what is it? The incubation period is ridiculous. It's like two weeks. Yeah. So by the time we are exposed and we spread it to our family, you know, and then they're at risk and what are you giving your first responders? And that's why I said, like, for my situation, you know, I'm, I'm in the middle of training some, uh, some new officers. And I told them, I said, Hey man, you got to take care of yourself. If your jurisdiction and your agency is not stepping up for you, then you got to do it for yourself and your family. So if we can screen as many calls for service as we can, then that's mm-hmm. what we're going to do. I don't give a shit what write up comes out of it. That's what we're going to do because it's not like a dereliction of duty. Mm-hmm. But you have, you know, and <clears throat> I wrote this down because as leaders in an organization, 
you have, especially in law enforcement, this is a once in a lifetime situation that we're going to, we might see this more. You know, I put my tinfoil hat on. I definitely think it's man-made. You know, this, there's a lot of repercussions. I don't think China like deliberately created this monster. Um, and shout out to all my Chinese listeners. <laughs> but I don't know. Sure. I don't know. They're not even on our listenership. Actually, are they? They're not? No, no they're not allowed okay. to have. They're that's not, right. That's correct. They're not allowed to have podcasts out there. Switzerland just popped up yesterday. Who? Switzerland. Oh. Anyways, going back to my point is, this is the prime, going back to leadership, which we preach so heavily in our previous episodes. I would like to know from our listeners what kind of positive impact, positive leadership things that their agencies have stepped up and done for them. Um, because this is the prime time. This is the time where you have, you know, you send out daily reassuring email to your staff that they're operating in the best interest of your troops, your families in our best interests. We're mm -hmm. getting you all the equipment you need. We're getting ahead of this. We want you guys to be safe as possible. You guys have a green light to the ER if you guys start exhibiting symptoms. You know, just those words of affirmation that no one's getting. The general consensus is no one's actually having these conversations in our agencies. They're like, go out there. This is business as usual. And that's yeah. fucking unacceptable, bro. We can't well, do that. We can't put our first responders at risk. Look at Chicago. I read an article the other day that the guy, one of theirs was confirmed case. And they had officers that were like exposed to this individual. And then this, um, I guess the stand-in commissioner or whatever was like, until you exhibit until you exhibit any symptoms, you got to come to work. <laughs> so there, those guys are exposing the other guys, and you can't get guys to come in the door to work that fucking city anyway. Yeah, yeah. And now you're exposing them. Come on, man. What are you doing? Yeah. Well, let me ask you something, Mike. Um, hypothetical. Um, oh my god, that's stupid. Bill. Would would um, I mean, as a, an example of poor leadership with all of this, like semi lockdown for some of these agencies stop laughing let me finish um yeah <laughs> with a lockdown with some of these agencies not lockdown you know like um telework and stuff like that as leaders uh would you take advantage of that um telework or would you lead by the front and come in and come work the streets with the people that are being exposed that are at high risk like the officers well again i mean um I would say that if you're over, if you're not necessarily the high, high risk, but you, mm -hmm. you live at home with your spouse and you're a lieutenant or a captain and you, all your kids are grown and they're out of the house and there's no high risk situation for you or your family, then you need to be standing in and running calls and doing whatever it takes because here's what you have, because that's, that's leading from the front. If you have, you should be assessing each individual officer's case. Right. And saying, what's your vulnerability status at home? You see what I'm saying? You and think then that's determining a plan. No, absolutely. I know it's not happening, bro. Because just as much as we complain on this show, people, we would be inundated with emails from saying, hey, my agency did this, my agency did that. Can you believe? And we're not getting those emails. Yeah. I'm getting the exact opposite. Opposite. Yep. Me too. We have local jurisdictions near us and surrounding us that are more concerned about how many fucking pens you have in your outer carrier vest. <laughs> I got that. <laughs> giving you and, and disciplining them for not shaving 
like legit disciplining them for not shaving yeah. than, than worried about giving us personal protection. I've heard of an agency. Want to ring that bell once for me? Okay. I've heard of an agency that's looking for personal protection equipment now. Yeah. This is, what yeah. are you doing? What do you mean now? So the companies they're calling to get masks, they're laughing at them on the phone. Yeah. And they're like, what do you mean, bro? Are you serious? Put a tampon on your face. I don't have any masks for you. <laughs> and duct tape it, you know? What's you know what I did? You? you know what I did yesterday? I went to Walmart and uh there's everybody's walking around with these fucking painters masks on. So I turned around and I took one of those vegetable bags, you know, which you put the vegetables in, and I poked two hole three holes in it and I put it over my face and I walked around Walmart with <laughs> With my oh my thumb. gosh! You're <laughs> he was dying. He was dying. That's just the That's clown. But, I mean, but I agree with you. Is is that there are some agencies that um, are waiting until the eleventh hour to do this stuff, like, and then the and then the officers that have already been preparers that have masks, they're being told that they're not allowed to wear those masks because it's scaring the public. They don't want to scare the public. And that's the problem that I have. And, and, and I'll, I'll draw from personal experiences is that, you know, I do a lot of like spray painting. Like uh, when I had my motorcycle, I did a lot of like um, airbrushing and stuff like that. So I had, you know, the, the really good mask with the two filters on the side. So I have those and I brought it to work and I'm going to wear it when I'm when I'm dealing with the public. Like, I don't care. Like, I'm not going to. I'm not going to bring home to my kids um, this shit, you know, because like you said, I, I, I agree with you. I think it's man-made. I don't think that this, this, this Corona thing happened uh, by somebody just getting sick. I think it's, it got away from a Petri dish um, and, and China got, you know, it got on the bottom of somebody's foot at, uh, you know, at a lab uh, or whatever it was. And it got out of the lab and that's how it started. Um, and yeah, with that, I, I, and with that, they have, if they have an antidote, um, which maybe they didn't get to that phase yet w with, with, uh, chemical warfare, maybe they didn't get to that point where they were, they were, they, they developed the antibody yet. Uh, but if they do, I mean, that's pretty fucked up. Like China, you can go fuck yourself. I think that, I think that, you know, this thing kind of like delivered out of control and, and then they were just like, Meh. you know what I mean? They're just like, they waited uh, three weeks before they said anything. And then, and then the well, Chinese president is saying, everything's all good now. We're good. Yeah. We don't have any new cases. Um, we're good to go over here and good luck to all of you. You know what I mean? Like that's I mean, literally how it was handled. You know, the good thing is, is that we've got some solid politicians here in the United States. I mean, the, the Virginia governor is probably the most top notch, um, you know, um, fine, outstanding character um, governor, aside from New York, that Mayor de Blasio, holy shit, I hope they make statues for him because he is just, he is one phenomenal oh, fucking guy. Um, you know, just elevate him to the highest status. You know, he's wow. up there with AFK and, oh my God, I, I just look up to him so much. Just such a leader. Just such a leader. Fucking really? big. No. Fuck that guy. Okay. That's what I was going to say. Anyway, so, you know, <clears throat> and and then because we've been smashing China with all these tariffs, they're like, well, whatever. 
you know, it's, it's, they're like, whatever, let them feel the repercussions a little bit and figure it out. And what I don't get is like, everyone's like, oh, well, H1N1 wasn't, you know, it killed hundreds of thousands of people. And, and, you know, this thing isn't killing that many. It's like, because we put things in place to prevent that many people from fucking dying, idiot. Yeah. That's why yeah. the, that's why the body count. Don't tell me Italy when they had like 800 body count in one night and they're like 800 people just didn't wash their hands, bro. No. Come on, let's not be stupid here. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it's the end of the world, but it's definitely, you know, it's a, there's nothing like putting the entire U.S. on a reset, you know, to reprioritize. And people are like, I don't, have you figured out the toilet paper? I, I don't understand why everyone's hoarding toilet. What the fuck is toilet paper going to do for you? I don't know. It's wiping your ass. I went to Walmart yesterday, like I said, and um, they had the wallpaper hidden like in an aisle with five employees around it. And you were only allowed a four pack. And I was like, what? I mean, I got my four pack. I'm not stupid. Um, but like I was smart. I went on Amazon and I got baby wipes. Like when this first thing, when I first heard that wallpaper, tall wallpaper, Jesus, uh, toilet paper tissue was going to be like a big big problem i went and got baby wipes and then a co-worker told me hey you know you can't flush those right and i was so angry <laughs> i actually googled can you flush baby wipes and you can't did you know that i flush them every day that's what we're using here <laughs> Ooh, that's bad did you know Why? that that up your plumbing Why? it fucks up your plumbing it clogs up your plumbing so you've been flushing baby wipes? Yeah, bro. <laughs> I, look, these people out by me, even though we've had, you know, four confirmed cases or whatever, I, I think, obviously, I think the state's fudging the numbers, too, so there's not mass pandemonium. Yeah. So I think there's, like, they say four, there's probably 40 or 400, and they don't want to, like, they don't want to report the numbers to CDC or whatever, for whatever reason. But, I mean, everyone's buying that shit out. Dude, I went to Walmart, and it was like, it was like a, the shelves were so empty. It was like they hadn't opened yet. You know what I mean? Like everything was empty. Like, like it was like we just set up the shelving. We haven't gotten the product yet. It was like an empty store. The only thing they had was clothes and like shoes and like some automotive supplies. But it was hilarious because I was I was buying some shit, and this lady was like frantically wiping down the self checkout. You know. And I was like, oh, she must work here, you know? And it was like this, uh, <laughs> I don't know, redneck looking lady or whatever. And she's like, why why you this thing down? What? I'm just, this is factual. We have she's, like, she's like, yeah, I love West Virginia. And she's like, I'm not bringing these fucking germs in my damn house. And she's wiping this thing down and, and her daughter goes to put something in the couch. She's like, wait a minute. I haven't fucking wiped it down. What? She's like. Yeah, she's like, I'd rather get Corona. The daughter was like, I'd rather get Corona and die than deal with you because you're what? fucking out of your mind. What? That's hilarious, dude. Yeah, people are losing it, man. I just walk around the store laughing because, you know, I go to Cabela's. My buddy, I call Cabela's. I'm like, hey, I need some 762. And the guy laughed at me. And yeah, shame on me for calling and asking. I should have known better. But I was like, hey, I need a couple more thousand rounds of 762. The guy's like, listen, we don't have anything left. And then I get all my neighbors who are like confirmed Democrats that are lining up to buy guns. A month ago, <laughs> you were trying to abolish 2A. 
now every every single one of you guys want to go out and get a firearm. How does that work? Well, the other thing is, is any of these anti-vaxxers, you motherfuckers, when this coronavirus anti-vaccine comes out, don't you fucking dare line up to go get one. You piece of shit. You anti-vaxxer, don't you dare. Don't you fucking dare. Hypocrites. Oh, yeah. They're, it's the same thing. Do you see what happened in Florida when they're like flooding the beaches? Oh, yeah, yeah. Kids, all those like spring breakers and they told them beach clothes and they went out there like they spelled like YOLO in the sand. <laughs> and like, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, it's just. But then they're the ones, you know, if they catch it and they have some underlying condition that, that they don't know about. And then they're on the, in the ICU on a ventilator. And then they want to start a GoFundMe. Like, that's yeah. not how this works, dummy. You stupid fuck. They're not. You know, when they they're... stop bringing flights into the U.S., it's kind of a big deal. You know, and they're bringing all the American citizens back home. It's yeah. kind of a big deal, you know. Yeah. And I don't, th- I don't think they're, I don't think they're taking it very. I don't think people are taking it very seriously. I mean, and folks, I've gotten a couple of comments like on our social media because I put up like funny coronavirus like memes and stuff like that. Lighten the fuck up. Seriously, lighten the fuck up. Uh, it's it's if you haven't noticed by now, this podcast is a comedy. That's when you go ha ha. And 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 if you don't, the ones that get me are the ones that that don't like the show, but can can recite every single episode up until that point. You know what? That's the definition of you're a fan. Like exactly, you're referencing. Even shit in in season one. That means you've been listening for thirty seven episodes. Stop. Yeah. Just enjoy it. Sit back. Let it happen. Enjoy. Let it. Let it get inside of you. What? Yeah. All right. Corona baby. Anyway, oh, it's like <laughs> baby boom in nine months, right? Yeah. You know, a huge baby boom. Like Corona babies are going to be a thing, bro. You know that's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Corona babies are going to be through the roof. That and, you know, I'm surprised the Pornhub server hasn't crashed. From <laughs> 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 all these high school kids. <laughs> I literally just spit coffee all over the fucking place. Why did you wait to say that? When? <laughs> but it's hilarious. Without speaking from personal experience, Pornhub is catering um, to this pandemic. Yeah, I'm sure they are. Yeah, people are uh, people are losing their they're they're losing their minds, dude. It's hilarious, man. I think that um, I mean it's it's you know you just got to have a plan in place for when this shit happens. It's funny, man, because you know people think like in a lot of law enforcement guys like because we got around the police hall and. Um, we were jaw jacking and we're people are like, Oh, the cops will stay around and save us. If it gets to that, <laughs> it's like, no, the cops are going to be the first one to leave. <laughs> They're all yeah. preppers. We're all preppers anyway. And we all have a plan. We were all discussing our plan. And Des- we had an ops plan ready to go designating who's going to do what. <laughs> yeah. And you, yeah. You know, people are on their own and they think that like, Oh, the, the officers, like, they're not equipping us to handle this shit on a major, large scale with a, a common tank. And, you know, once that I'm talking not now, I'm saying like months or years in the making. And you think officers are going to just stand around. First of all, you didn't want to fucking pay us. We were on the budget. You didn't want to pay your first responders. 
Mm-hmm. Then you don't want to protect your first responders, mm-hmm. but then you need us now more than ever. And we're not even on the precipice of people losing their job and they're riding and looting and riding. We're not there yet. Are we a couple weeks away? Absolutely, we're a couple weeks away from that happening. But what do you, you know, you don't want to give us the proper equipment to handle, you know, routine calls for service. But now, you know, we're on a fucking pandemic. And, and then you're like, oh, shit, maybe we should have got him a tank. Oh, maybe we should have given him level three rated vest. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Anyways, it's my rant. It's my rant on public safety and weak leadership and lack of accountability from our lawmakers. But are we taking a break in? How many minutes yeah, are we in? Yeah. Let's, uh, let's take a quick break and then we're going to come back and we're going to get into the comedy side so that um, these officers don't steer themselves into a wall. Who's <laughs> All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. uh, While we're taking a break, wash your hands, sing happy birthday while you're washing your hands. As we watched our nation's first responders suffer, our team decided to take a stand. We formed the Araya Guardian Foundation Incorporated to provide real solutions to the mental health epidemic that is plaguing the men and women in uniform every day. With the war on police, lack of training, weak leadership, and poor morale, our responders are suffering on multiple levels. The mission of the Araya Guardian Foundation Incorporated is to provide programs and assistance to our men and women at any cost. We will only grow with the help of our community members' generous donations. Please visit tagfink.com, T-A-G-F-I-N-C.com, to make your donation now. Be their first responder. They need you now more than ever. Save their lives, because they would save yours. Visit tagfink.com to make your donation and help support the mission. All right, folks, we are back from break. Um, if you're just tuning in or you fast forwarded, uh, we are remote. Mike and I are remote, uh, practicing some self quarantining, which is pretty cool. Uh, social um, distancing. Social distancing. Yeah. Uh, so, <clears throat> Mike, um, any weird things that you've seen or heard on the street from from um, civilians since this pandemic? Uh, weird things. Um. No, I've gotten a lot of um, people that said, hey, you know, thank you for your service. Thanks for being out here. Be safe. Um, stay away from the Rona. You know what I mean? Um, I've heard that. I haven't, um, you know, really, we don't give them enough credit, but to our medical staff, emergency room, first yeah. response, nurses, bro, nurses. Oh, they're my exhausted. gosh. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, they're yeah, they've done a phenomenal, phenomenal job. I know in our ER room, um, you know, they're cranking out cases and and they're doing what they can to keep people safe. But I mean, 
it's just amazing, man. And we're getting a lot of that. And and not even just them, our our uh, medics, the our EMS oh, personnel. Yeah. yeah. Huge shout out to them. Um, I see them out there. You know, um, you know, they're the ones. Yeah, we're we can we can almost have an option for medical calls in our jurisdiction, depending on the severity if they're combative or not with the medical staff or the uh, EMS staff. But they don't have a choice. Yeah. So if some yeah. donkey is like, oh, I'm coughing, oh, and they don't have any fucking other symptoms, um, but they they still got to go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm just happy that our, our jurisdiction is finally screening calls before we go to them, even though it took them forever to do that, which is disgraceful. But I'm glad we're to a point now that we're actually trying to be preventative and everyone's like, you know, what did it for me is when I watched the press, I'm watching Trump. Trump, by the way, is hilarious at these press conferences, dude. Uh, it's so funny. This guy's so savage. Like, he just doesn't give a fuck. Um, and, um, you know, when, uh, you know, Pompeo, from, like, what's that? He's like, he's like, it's from China. That's why China. it's called. It's China. That's why it's, we're saying it's a Chinese virus because it's from China. It didn't come from Switzerland. It came from China. It's not racist. That's where it came from. Yeah. You have a problem with calling it the Kung flu? I think it's hilarious. (laughs) I mean, who said that? (laughs) That was hilarious. Who said that? He he made her say it again. He was like, say it again. (laughs) (laughs) He's so savage. They don't even know that he's fucking punking them. He's like, He's like, no, not the question, the term. Say the term again. Kung flu. Say it, say it again. What was it? The Kung flu. The what? The Kung flu. Made you say it three times, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it, it, it's, it's you know, um, but yeah, when Pompeo was like, people better wake up. This is a live exercise. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, that resonated with me. I was like, holy shit. You know, because we use those when we're in training. When this is a training exercise, he's like, no, this is a live exercise. Like, this is the real deal. You know what I mean? Um, and then they go into the number. I mean, I don't think, you know, people have just educated themselves on how this thing, the reach on this thing is astronomical, dude. Um, to where you can, you know, in fact, the president of the United States potentially. You know what I mean? The guy was standing right now. It's crazy, dude. It's crazy on this reach. But real quick. Um. I was looking at this last night because I knew we were going to get in studio or, you know, whatever we're doing right now on the air. Um, and I wanted to give a shout out. I clicked on, I said, well, I wanted to know how many listeners we had in Italy. Um, and we have a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to give a shout out to Italy. Um, we, uh, Lombardy and I'm not Italian, so I don't know. I might chop these, these uh, geographic locations, Lombardy, Calabria, Oh man, Frulia, Frulia, Venezia, Julia, uh, Piedmont, I could say that one, Veneto, and Trentino Alto Adige. I don't know, bro. Anyways, those are our top listeners in the region of Italy. Um, we're praying for you guys. We have your backs. Um, you know, we're praying for those first responders out there. I sent you, I sent you, Nick, the video of them mm-hmm. playing a fucking guitar. The first responders are trying to cheer people up um, and they're going around and they're pretty much on restricted movement. You know, you have to have like a letter to go to the store, to the doctor, and you cannot leave your house. I mean, they have it on lockdown 
um, and all the military guys moving all those coffins. I mean, that's some serious. We talk a lot about PTSD. Uh, you know, just the photos of the thousands of bodies that they're moving out of there. I mean, that's some, it's fucking sad, you know, and, and we talk a lot about, you know, you got to realize like the culture in Italy is very multi-jurisdictional, multi-generational. Um, in the sense that they live with their great grandparents and their grandparents and they're very warm and they're very involved in their family. Uh, they're very embraceful people. They hug each other. They kiss on the cheek. You know what I mean? So you think it gets into a, to a climate like that and this shit's going to fucking explode. Um, which you're bearing, you know, they're burying their great grandparents at a crazy rate. You know I mean? I can't even imagine, dude. You know what I mean? That's sad. Um, it is sad. It's very sad. So shout out to Italy and everything that they're doing over there. Um, we got your backs. Um, but on some changing the mode here, the mood onto some funny stuff. Um, they suspended our beard policy in our jurisdiction. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and for good reason for mask fitting and everything else like that, because they're trying to do the right thing in the amount of officers complaining they would rather die from coronavirus than have to shave their beard. beard man. But I have to admit, man, my beard was looking, my beard was looking legit. Like I had beard oil going on. I, 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 I like was watching videos on how to keep this thing going. And it had like a good mixture of gray hair and, and black hair. Like it wasn't like I looked too fucking old. It kind of looked a little sexy, you know, like it was going on when I shaved that thing. I legit felt like my power was being taken away from me. Like the amount of, of hair in my sink after I shaved, I was depressed. Like legit, I almost called my therapist and said, I need medication because I grew that thing. Dude, I took good care of my beard. He, he was looking good, but I want to live like <laughs> I want a mask. So I'm I'm okay with and I and I talked to our um our assistant chief about it and um he was like it's not forever like that's these people yeah. are freaking out that we're asking you to do this for like the, at the most a month you had to you had to shave for the last 150 years in our organization like chill the fuck out seriously like on a on a funny note, switching gears about the the shaving. So I uh, I went to Target for a shoplifter, and uh, this the suspect was like a crusty dude, like heroin addict, fucking like this guy's definitely like got everything. Um, and um, determined to write him a ticket because we're not we're really trying to avoid taking people to booking. So I'm writing the guy a ticket, and the guy straight up, Mike sneezes without covering his mouth and i'm writing the ticket i got my you know like i i'm I'm, i got my eye on him and he writes the like he sneezes and (laughs) no i didn't i didn't fucking do that and i'm not even gonna tell the fans what you just did on camera (laughs) stop it stop stop uh i'm already um so uh I'm, I stop writing the ticket and I cover my my mouth with the crook of my arm. And then once I feel like the mist of his nasty, disgusting saliva had settled, which it probably didn't. It's all up in me right now. 
And um, I turn to him and I go, if you do that one more time, it's going to be a bad day for you. And he was like, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I go, even a five-year-old knows to cover their mouth when they sneeze. I said, don't you know that there's a virus going around? He goes, man, that shit bullshit. That shit bullshit. And I was like, really? All those people dying is bullshit? Okay. All right, bro. And then later on, later on that night, we have a call for service. I got an email that this group had a call for service and there were like four officers inside of a grocery store. And this other person coughed without covering their mouth. And this lady walks by the officers indignant and goes, you guys aren't going to do anything about that. And we looked, we looked at her. Those officers looked at her and were like, they're not allowing us to shoot people over that yet. (laughs) 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 Like, like what, what do you think the police are like, even if there's a mandatory lockdown, like there's a curfew and stuff, you're going to have to call the national guard in for that shit. Like we're just oh, getting, yeah. we're just getting police, the profession back to some sort of legitimacy with the public. And now we'll be go, we'll go right back to being the fucking bad guys again. We'll, we'll go back to being yeah. the fucking enforcers, the bad face on everything because of this fucking coronavirus. Because these jurisdictions are going to utilize the police department to be the 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 enforcers. Like when you break curfew, what are we going to do with you? Where are we going to take you? Has anybody yeah. made those reservations yet? Because you can't take them to booking. You can't yeah, you, exactly. So are you going to send set up um, uh, entrapment camps? Are you going to set up like camps like? I just quarantine camps. Quarantine, quarantine camps. Dude, I can't even fathom it. I can't even fathom the resources that you would need. And and just speaking from from experience, you can't even get some of these jurisdictions to fucking like agree on bike lanes or or dog parks. What about quarantine camps? Like I I don't I can't even fathom it, bro. I just can't. It's it's yeah. It's I think it's. It is, man. But, you know, somebody made this saying, they emailed us and said, if it's dead, it doesn't spread. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> what if was the term? Dead, if it's dead, it doesn't spread. I'm like, all uh, right, take it easy. Take I, also, I also heard the term boomer doomer instead of coronavirus. <laughs> it's called the boomer doomer. Um, oh, my gosh. That's savage, dude. That's just savage. I mean, I, I, I agree. Um you know, they're going to have to, I mean, I don't know, man, it's, it's going to be interesting how they figure this thing out. But, oh, I was going to say, so I went to the grocery store and this guy was like on the phone, right? <laughs> and, and it's pretty funny, dude. So the guy was on the phone, like by the freezer, I was at a, you know, he's getting eggs or whatever. And I was coming down the aisle. It's only me and him, right? It's, it's, what I like is that, you know, there's not a lot of people out, which is great. You know what I mean? For us, as first responders, we, we deal with people all day. We don't want to be around them all our time off. So, um, which is funny. I saw that meme that says, when you realize, you're, you know, the life of someone quarantined is the life you live as a first responder. Did you see that? Meme? Know, that's, that's me every day. I said that to them <laughs> yesterday. I said that to them yesterday. I was like, you're welcome for me preparing you for, for isolation, self-isolation for the last eight, 17 years of your life. You're welcome. Because we don't go out. We don't do anything. It, it, same. And um, so this guy, he's like, he's like this on the phone. He's like, you know, whatever. 
and he had a mask. He had a mask, but it was like over here, like it was on his chin, so it wasn't over his face because he was on the phone. Yeah. And as like we're passing, he looks at me and he covers it, and I'm like, "Really, bro?" What? He covers his yeah. nose and looks like right at me, like, "Do I look infected to you?" But you know, the I was thing, offended, right? dude. I was offended. I was like, "Me? Out of all these people in here, bro? You yeah, cover well, your nose with me? It's like, come yeah. on, you asshole." We've gone from racism to like diseaseism. Have you noticed that? Like this, oh, this. Yeah. It actually has brought races together because there's discrimination, like diseasism. I think I'm going to coin that phrase, diseasism, like what you just went through. It doesn't yeah, matter. Corona implicit bias, coronaism. Corona implicit bias. You and I should start our own training co- course instead of a fair and impartial policing. We should just start corona bias training. Like we'll just go around the country and just be like, just train people with that shit. We could make a fortune, Mike. Dude, millions, dude. It's genius. Yeah, I was like, I was actually, like, I, like, stood and I looked, and I'm like, what the fuck? You know, I started getting pissed off. I'm like, you cover your fucking mouth. Dude, you, you do. walk by three other people, dick. But you see you me. You, you do you know, kind of look Asian. All right. I do get that. <laughs> what kind yeah. of dude? And I was like, I don't want to get into it where this guy was from, but I don't want to. All right. All right. One person. I'm going to at a time, all right. I was like, uh, "Really, me, buddy, me? All right, all right. I'm going to leave so that alone." Um, are we going to bring up the fact at all that it took you an hour to figure out how to um, even get on Squadcast? I don't care. I, listen, I don't know how to work this shit, dude. I don't, I'm not. I'm not. That's why you get to pay the big bucks by pushing the buttons over there. I know, and now you need to appreciate me a little bit more because there's a lot I to said I do. No, you don't. You were a little. You I were do. very mad to me the other day. Oh, stop! The fans need to know that there was a fight going on behind the scenes. There was no fight. There was no fight. The show was in jeopardy. Stop! The show will never be in jeopardy. Don't say that. I'm don't trying to. I'm that. trying to establish some some fucking something like where fans are like what. They're going to break up? No. Thanks for ruining it. No, it's because you're like, hey, we got to get in the studio. Meanwhile, our entire nation is locked down. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, I don't care about that. Our, we got to get our, you know, we need more was, listeners, man. We got to keep spreading. I'm like, what are you doing, bro? You're obsessed with this thing. Back off. We got to get, we got to get our union duties call first. And then we'll, you know, we got to, we got to practice what we preach. That's all I said to you on attack. We no, got to be behind, make it. Yes, I did, Dick. You were nasty. Like, no, because you were like, I don't care. Like, we didn't, I understand, but we really need to record an episode together. Dude. I'm like, oh <laughs> you God. are right, though. I, I'm mad at you because you're right. I'm mad at you because I was like, I was like, all right, yeah, he's right. Fuck him. He's right, though. No, you're like, I'm like, you're like, hey, we got to get in there. I'm like, all right, I got it. Like, no, like, we got to get in there now. I'm like, dude. <laughs> We have a fucking pandemic. I think our listeners will understand. We need we need to cheer them up. We need to cheer. I'm like, dude, we got to cheer up our officers first, bro. Relax. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. But You're we right. need to get in but there that, tomorrow. All right. But, the, but then that night I did uh, I did the episode with the girls, which was really good. Uh, uh, it worked was- out perfect. It worked out perfect, man. I mean, you know, 
we just got to stay positive. You know, we're going to get through it. It's not the end of the world. The sky's not opening up yet. Um, ask me again in the next 30 years. We'll see. Uh, but we're not there yet. If it hasn't reset you to reprioritize, you know, that, like I said previously, you know, if your agent agency isn't doing right by you, then maybe it's time to reconsider another agency or reconsider, you know, uh, get with your union members to kind of raise, reach, um, raise some sort of havoc. Once we get past this, this is a good, let's try to look at the silver lining. Yeah. You know what I mean? For raises, um, for, you know, each, each jurisdiction when that budget season, we were right in the middle of budget season. Um, you know, with this two, a, they're trying to abolish the two, a second amendment. And now look, you know, how quickly everything changed in a matter of 48 hours, Yeah. you know, yeah. reprioritize your home, make sure your priorities are in order, make sure your will is in order. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you, we do put ourselves at risk every day, which is, you know, admirable in itself, but you know, it's the silent one that'll creep up on you and then boom, you know what I mean? So that's the kind of shit that we need to, and then, and then really dude, it's just, we don't do enough aside from this, like training on infectious diseases, bro. And like self-care. I know you talked about your episode where you got poked with that hypodermic needle and it was like, you know, it was an eye-opening experience for you, but we really don't train enough when it comes to this stuff because it's not just this. It could be, you know, hep C, it could be AIDS, it could be, yeah. you yeah. know, whatever, man. We're dealing with people. We don't, we just realize how far this reaches with this virus that, you know, thank God a lot of it's not affecting kids, you know, um, and, and, the, and the health rate is great, but um, we really got to do better about that. Yeah. And, and, and I want to, you, you spark something. I think for our non law enforcement or non first responder listeners, what you're not understanding about this pandemic is, is this is every single day for us. This is coronavirus isn't something that's new for us as far as universal precautions. What you're not understanding is, and this is what needs to be brought to light is this is a constant every single day issue with first responders, uh, you know, medics, doctors, nurses, and, and, and law enforcement officers. Every single day, we are dealing with some of the dirtiest human beings. And I don't mean that disparagingly. These are people like the person I told you about at Target. This is a heroin addict that's been a heroin addict that keeps uncapped needles in their pocket that is a treat that keeps on giving when you have to search them. And you put these people in the back of your cruisers and they sneeze and they cough in the back of your cruisers. And some of the directions from some of these agencies is just to roll down the windows and everything will be okay. And that's not the fact. The fact is, and and what Corona is teaching us is, is that when when they sneeze or when they cough, the the mist that lands on plastic or 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 the glass or whatever, it's a petri dish for three days. It's a petri. Actually, dish. it's like up to five with this. That's why it's so bad. Generous. And the thing about it is, is guess where the cleaning of back of these cruisers land on the officers. There are no professional, there are no agency, well, maybe there are, I don't want to speak, I can only speak from experience. There are no agencies in my local area that come on a routine basis and hose out the back and the front of the cruisers with disinfectant. And I'm not talking about Lysol wipes, I'm not talking about, um, you know, the wipes that they use at the hospital. I'm talking about 
literally hosing it out, foaming it, whatever they have, and, and, and sterilizing the cars, the cruisers for their officers. It doesn't happen. When they shit in the back of the car, when they piss in the back of the car, when they vomit in the back of the car, guess who has to clean that shit? These people, us, at least in our jurisdiction, they do. And they don't even and they don't even have like a little cork at the bottom of, of the bottom of the of the floorboard where you just take a hose and hose it out and then it drains out. No. Guess who has to sop out all of that shit? We do. The other thing is, is like the only time we get in third party resources is if it um, if it's bed bugs. That's the yeah. only time they go above and beyond where they actually bring out a dog and they take the vehicle out of service. And they're like, oh, get checked out. But other than that, I mean, you know, you get bit with someone, you know, has open sores in their mouth and they're like HIV positive. And we're not doing enough screening questions um, with people in this in this category. There's a lot more, you know, being inside, you know, the national capital region. This isn't biased, bro. D.C. has some of the highest, you know, AIDS cases in the world. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and that puts us at risk and we just don't do enough training with it because it's like, oh, it's not HIPAA when it becomes the first responders and at risk. Everyone's like, oh, it's a HIPAA. It ain't fucking HIPAA because you got to ask questions to screen them before they go inside the jail for any medical conditions. You know, if we're and then, um, you know, we're not we're not asking for specifics, but just can any, like you said, universal precaution. So I think like a lot of our listeners, it's a good reset. To kind of remember, um, you know, you always think the ultimate sacrifice, you'll die in the line of duty, you'll lose a limb in the line of duty, and then you'll be retired out, or you get shot, and then, you know, or you get cancer, or you have a heart attack. No one's really talking about these fucking airborne pathogens that if you contract from something like getting bit, and then you're retired out because you have all these other issues going on, and then eventually you die from it. You know, that's like worst case scenario where you can't, you know, be intimate with your spouse because you got a fucking, you know, bit with someone and now you got to wait six months or whatever because you're putting them at risk or your kids. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we don't talk enough about this area and this subject, which a lot of jurisdictions should be doing refresher training on this and some sort of training on this to make sure your officers are that much safer and giving them personal protective equipment. Yeah. Which and they're not. I know they're not. Yeah. And Mike, you bring up a really good point is, is if you die from Corona, this coronavirus, uh, and, and you're on the job is, is it a line of duty death? It should be, but, but, but that's the, a lot. Is it? It sh- I how mean, how could you trace it as, as you re- contracted it on duty? They're going to fight. Let me tell you something. I, I can predict it. Some of these law enforcement officers who are, I think there's a couple that have already passed away, uh, or, One or, did. You right. saw the correctionals guy in New York. Right. Yeah. How do you prove that he got in all, at the correctional facility? You know these jurisdictions are going to fucking turn around, tap dance around it. You know they're going to turn around. Because be they're like, not going to try to pay out. They're not going to try to do the right thing. That's exactly right. Like, no, you were at the grocery store and somebody sneezed and that's how you caught it. There's no way you could have caught it in our facility. There's no way you could have caught it out on the street. That's bull- You know that that's what they're going to do. Because they, they do it with... They do it with injuries when you get shot, but you survive. And then 10 years later, you contract some sort of disease from the shooting and you die from that. They don't want to they don't want to fucking do that. Like 9-11, exactly like 9-11, you know, uh, you, you didn't 
you didn't perish on 9-11, but you got 9-11 disease 20, 25 years later. And then you got to get uh, John Stewart to like fucking help um, get these guys their dis- disability pay and stuff like that. And it get me fired up, man. Uh, it's true, though, because this isn't this is like the layer everyone like. And again, this is what we do well with our show is we peel back the layers and reveal the truth because everyone's like, oh, so your first responders and they're going to give you guys personal protective equipment. They're going to make sure you guys have every, everything you need to be able to combat this virus to make sure you you and your loved ones are safe. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. That's the problem. Like if you don't have, if you're not doing it for yourself, like I told my rookie, if you're not doing it for yourself, no one's going to do it for you. You got to take care of number one. Yeah. At the end of the day, yes, this is a calling, but at the end of the day, in reality, it's a fucking job. Your calling is your family. Yep. And people don't, you know, people are like, oh, it'll come, it'll come. No, you're, <clears throat> people need to realize our civilian listeners that, no, we're just, we're, we're at risk because we don't have, we're essential employees. Yeah. We have to come in. It's not an option. You better be there. And if you get sick, hmm, let us know. We'll give you some time off, but you got to come back. You know, yeah. and that and that's the problem, dude. That's we're we're dropping the ball. We, yeah, we understand risk. Or, you know, I heard we got an email uh, from a listener said that the health department for their jurisdiction came in and was like, "Oh, don't worry about it. Just wash your hands, and you'll be fine." You guys put yourself at risk every day, regardless. I don't understand the difference. It's like, what the fuck? No. Yeah. You give us a vest and a gun and tools and months and years of training and experience to be able to lessen the likelihood when we're in a potential dangerous situation where it's near death, where it's a shootout or whatever. You've given us equipment to be able to mitigate those risks and lessen those risks, but you haven't, you know, you haven't given these guys anything. Don't, you know, you got to give, you got to give something, you got to give a mask. Like, you know, I don't understand how these conversations were never had, you know, uh, I remember H1N1, you know, cause I was on the job and you, I, you know, I, we talked about this. Yeah. I you had, got it and you were, yeah. And you had a fever for like 10 fucking days. I was out for two weeks. Um, and this, and, and our jurisdiction handled it properly, which was, I was out for two weeks and I got paid for it. Um, and I didn't get charged any sick leave because of it because they they wanted to make sure i didn't come into work so they treated me good like i have to say our jurisdiction did a really good job with that i didn't have to jump through hoops because now with this uh with this flu it almost seems like we don't believe you if you if if you show symptoms we don't believe you maybe that's not fair Maybe that's not fair, but I, I feel like there's more hoops that need to be jumped through for this than there were for H1N1. Because when I had H1N1, um, all I had to do was go to the doctor. A doctor was like, listen, uh, you're showing all the symptoms. We're going to treat you for it. The end. I contacted my boss. I said, hey, this is this is the symptoms I have. And my boss was like, well, you are absolutely not coming in. Um, you're You're out for the full two weeks. And then you come back when you're healthy. Boom, done. This seems like it's the health department needs to call you. You need to answer a couple of questions on a questionnaire. Uh, if you hit some of the answers, then you get sent over for emergency screening. And then during that screening, you're going to be self-quarantined. Um, it's a lot, a lot of hoops. And it's a lot of like wiggle room to infect other people. Um, 
and I get it because you're going to get you're going to get those fucking Steve's that are like, oh, this is an opportunity for me to fucking stay home for two weeks without getting paid. So I'll say that I got fever and I got this and I got that. You're a piece of shit. Like that's if you're doing that shit, you're a piece of shit. And hopefully that's not happening. Um, But if it is, I mean, that's just that's fucked up. Yeah, I, I agree, man. I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. We, we just got to be prepared. You know, they got to, they got to do a better job of preparing ourselves. I was going to make a point, but <clears throat> I forgot. I don't know. All right. Well, we're locked, man. We are, uh, we are going to close out this episode, folks. Um, I keep, I keep telling you guys, um, go on iTunes. Leave a five-star review and a comment, please. Um, we got 171 reviews, but there we need a lot more. We want to climb the charts. Uh, you can email me at nick at rollcallroom.com, mike at rollcallroom.com. You guys are so great about sending us emails. I got one today about asking for some advice about uh, leadership. I answered it. Mike and I truly do try and answer a lot of these emails. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of heartfelt stories. Keep them coming. We have a P.O. box if you want to send us stuff. We love it. I'm almost at my P.O. box, our P.O. box, almost every day. Every day. Um, so uh, send us uh, send us stuff through our P.O. box. Send us emails, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, we did not get to We'll Work for Donuts on Twitter. I know you sent us a whole bunch of questions and stuff. We'll get to it. We really tried to make this episode lighthearted, but I think it's a topic that it's kind of difficult for us to do that. So we hope that you liked it, that you listened to this uh, and spread it. Mike, any for the, anything for the greater good? No, just, uh, you know, be safe, stay smart, live your legacy. And don't catch the Rona. <laughs> the boomer doomer. All right, folks, uh, be safe out there. Take care of each other and wash your hands. All right, fans, thanks so much for tuning in to another great episode of the Roll Call Room. I want to remind you that uh, we are on YouTube. Go on our YouTube channel and subscribe. We're also on Twitter at Roll Call Room. We're also on Facebook at Roll Call Room Podcast. We're also on Instagram. Uh, We're always asking for you guys to go on iTunes and rate us a five-star with a comment. Um, Helps us climb the charts. Uh, Don't forget to check out bluehelp.org. If you're struggling out there um, and you need somebody to talk to, we highly recommend them. Don't forget about our nonprofit, um, tagfink.com. We got some great shows coming up soon. And uh, we love hearing from you guys. So please email us at nick at rollcallroom.com or mike at rollcallroom.com. And always take care of each other, look out for each other, and check on each other. 